reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. A warm thank you to all our partners. Cynthia, today we're going to be talking about something that people often take lightly, and that is the concept of the fear of the Lord. Yeah. The scriptures teach us, as you know, honey, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We know that we're called into love, but in order to love, there needs to be boundaries. In other words, in order for us to love God in a way that He can bless us, we have to fear Him first. We don't walk in fear, but we have to respect that He is God. And we need to relate to Him with that level of awe. Right. But it seems like in today's culture, that aspect of walking with God is sometimes overlooked. Yeah, that's my concern is we're in a society where there's no respect for authority that we used to have as when we were growing up as kids. And it causes us to not fear authority and God is the ultimate authority and if we don't fear his authority then we'll miss and never receive the fullness of his presence the fullness of who he is mm -hmm. and the fullness of truth so today we are just looking to the Lord to receive the fullness of God through understanding and receiving the authority of God and the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom This is the third episode in season two on a series that I'm doing from Psalm number 103. Psalm number 103 is one of the most powerful Psalms in the entire Word of God. And David begins the Psalm by saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. David was walking in high praise. And you can only imagine the level of victory and power and joy that comes when we're living in that type of atmosphere. God is calling you and I to lead a life of praise and adoration for Him. In order to enter into this atmosphere, beloved ones, we need to choose. And David shows us in Psalm number 103 how to do that. He shows us by focusing on all the goodnesses, all the benefits that Hashem, that Father God, has brought into his life. He begins to name them one by one. Some of you remember the old song, count thy blessings one by one for all the great things that God has done. And when people focus on the good things that God has done for them and stop feeling sorry for themselves, their whole attitude is going to shift. And it's important that you and I take time today to examine ourselves so that we can root out of our souls any bitterness, any complaining, any spirit of being spoiled that shouldn't be there because the truth is you and I did nothing even to cause ourselves to become alive. God gave us this life and we need to thank Him for it. We should wake up out of bed every morning with an attitude of thankfulness for waking up. In Judaism, one of the things that is practiced is waking up out of bed in the morning and thanking Hashem, thanking God for having life in their body, in our bodies still. And so we need to have this attitude. When we wake up in the morning, every day is a gift to us. And I want to continue now helping you and I to understand all the gifts that have come to us 
by briefly reviewing some of the things that we've been focusing on in the earlier episodes and then making progress. So let's go back to the very beginning today. I'm going to move very quickly because many have been with me through this entire series. David begins, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Then David begins to list them. He pardons my iniquities. He heals my diseases. He redeemed me from the pit. He crowns me with loving kindness and compassion. He satisfies me with good things. He renews my youth like an eagle that's rising. And then David continues on, and he's a compassionate God. David praises him for being a compassionate God. That God understands that we're but dust. That he has compassion on us, in verse 13, even as a father has compassion on his children. That he knows our frame, once again, that we're but dust, in verse 14. And we're continuing on today, in verse number 17, that even though we're but dust, that everything's always changing, that when someone dies, they're soon forgotten about. Yet through all the years, through all the generations, from time immemorial, memorial, God has always been. He's always a God of loving kindness. Verse 17, but the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. I want to just focus on this concept here of how the loving kindness of the Lord rests on those who fear him. Some translations read, revere him. You know, one of the things that's sadly lacking in teaching today is the concept of the fear of God. We've whitewashed it. Many preachers today are teaching God doesn't really want us to fear him. He just wants us to reverence him. And my thought is, yes, we do need to reverence him. But beloved, there's something clean about the fear of the Lord. The word of the Lord says that the fear of the Lord is clean and it converts the soul. You see, the fear of the Lord saves us from sin. That's why fathers, especially going back generations where fathers were allowed to lovingly punish their children through a spanking, children thought twice before doing something that would have been bad for them because they knew that if they did, they would get a spanking. They feared the spanking, and fearing the spanking kept them out of trouble and kept them walking down the straight and narrow path that leads to life. Of course, many of you know the book of Proverbs begins by saying, that the fear of the Lord, it's the beginning of wisdom. So let's not discount fearing the Lord. When you recognize that you're one day going to face-to-face meet the eternal, self-existent God who has no beginning, He has no end. It's not just that He created reality, He is reality. You're going to stand before him. There's no boundaries. He has no limits. You're going to stand before the endless one. Believe me, you're going to understand what it means to have the fear of the Lord. But God balances this by helping us to receive not just the goodness of the fear of the Lord. He also imparts to us the revelation that he's compassionate and that he is by nature a God of loving kindness. And when we fear him and put ourselves in proper alignment with him, he comes to us and releases his loving kindness 
and compassion upon us. You see, I know in my own life that I will only allow myself to be known by people that I trust will not abuse the relationship. If there's people that I discover will not respect me and will not respect the boundaries properly, I am not going to be able to be as close to them as I am with people that I know will respect me. It's a healthy fear, not, a, not, not the fear of men, but a healthy fear of crossing the boundary. I can trust them. I can be real with them. I can share myself with them knowing that they're not going to lose respect for me. They're not going to lose a godly fear of healthy boundaries. They're going to continue to, 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 to love me without abusing the relationship. You see, the Lord is the same way. If we just look at him as common, then what happens is we abuse the boundaries. People refer to Jesus. I say, what, what do you think of Jesus? They say, he's a good dude. I mean, he's more than a good dude. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. There's, there's a blaze of fire coming from his eyes, a two-edged sword, sword coming from his mouth. You know, we have to have the fear of the Lord, beloved ones, because it's the prerequisite to receiving the fullness of God's love being imparted into our lives. There is a balance to this. There's different elements that are all part of the same relationship, but all these different elements need to be in place. Parents need to fear, I mean, children rather, need to have a healthy fear of their parents. And when, it's, when the child has a healthy fear of their parents, in the positive sense of the word, fear of what's going to happen to them if they do wrong. When they have that healthy fear of their parents, then the parents are able to fully love their child in terms of the manifestation of it, blessing them, giving them, affirming them. On the other hand, a child that has no fear of their parents no respect to their parents, a child that talks back to their parents, some children even curse at their parents, what kind of relationship can there be there? So I'm just wanting to make a case in this generation, don't forsake the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom, and it's the beginning of our relationship with God. Yes, we are brought into the love of God, but before we're brought into the love of God, we need to be convicted of our sin. We need to understand that without God's love, we would go to hell. There's a healthy, beautiful balance here, beloved. It's like a diamond. There's many different facets. Well, I've got some very special and exciting news for you tonight. Tonight is a Jewish holiday that Jesus celebrated. Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. Now Hanukkah is Hebrew for the English word dedication. In John chapter 10 verse 22, we read this. The feast of the dedication, Hanukkah, took place in Jerusalem and Jesus was walking in the temple. Hanukkah is a feast that Jesus celebrated. Jesus celebrated, we're gonna celebrate it. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Allah 
Manu Bamitspotov. That's Ivanu Lehaligner Has your faith been built up and your passion renewed through Rabbi's teaching from the Old and New Testaments? Are you receiving revelation today that is bringing you a brighter tomorrow? If you've been blessed by the teachings of Rabbi Schneider, we would like to invite you to partner with us in reaching Israel and the world. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to join in our mission to equip the body of Christ, build the church, and evangelize the world. Your help extends the reach of discovering the Jewish Jesus into places we could never touch without your partnership. Together, we are making a difference and preparing the way for the return of King Jesus. David says, the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to the children's children. I love this next concept here that as we're walking with God, we can trust him to bless our children. The Lord, when he revealed himself to Moses, said that he is loving, he's compassionate and gracious, and that he shows his loving kindness to thousands, the Lord said to Moses, down to the third and fourth generation. In other words, when, when, when we walk before the Lord in integrity, fully open to him, living for him, he is faithful to work in our children's life in a special way down to the third and fourth generation. I want to encourage you to trust the Lord to work in your children's life. And Father, I bless the children in your name of those that are truly loving you and living for you and pleasing you with their lifestyles and their choices. And he goes on in verse number 18, how he shows his loving kindness, he says in verse 18, to those who keep his covenant. Now, what is his covenant? Of course, in the time of David, we were talking about the Torah, the Mosaic Covenant. And within the Mosaic Covenant, there were many laws, right, about what to eat and about the Sabbath day, etc. And a lot of times we look at the law as all bad. But the Bible does not teach that the law is bad. What the Bible teaches is that we had an inability in the flesh to live up to the requirements of the law. Because the Lord said concerning the requirements of the law, if we kept the whole law, the Mosaic law, we'd be blessed. But if we didn't, we'd be cursed. So the problem wasn't with the law. Paul said the law is holy, spiritual, righteous, and good. The problem isn't the law, Paul said. The problem is us. We're in the flesh, and we can't live up to the law's requirements. Paul also said that the law is good, when used lawfully. What does it mean to use the, the law lawfully? It means that we don't approach the law as those that try to earn Hashem's favor or righteousness by it. Rather, we approach the law realizing, hear me, that the law of God in both the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament is Hashem's, its Father of God's, self-revelation. It's God's self-revelation. Let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Just because we're not trying to earn righteousness through the law, it doesn't mean we throw out the law because the law of God contained God's self-revelation. You look at the law, the laws that the Lord had to protect people, 
the laws of compassion that the Lord gave Israel regarding how to treat strangers, the laws that protected women in the event that a husband discarded them. The law of God contains Hashem's self-revelation. And so we approach the law not as those that are trying to earn righteousness by it, but we approach the law realizing that it's Hashem's self-revelation. And when we align ourselves with the principles of it, we create a channel for Hashem, for God the Father, to impart Himself to us through His Son. And so, for example, Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. Yeshua said, He that loves me will keep my commandments. Now get this, in John 14, Yeshua said, He that loves me will keep my commandments, and then... I'll reveal myself, I'll disclose myself to that person, and my father and I will make our home in that person. So Jesus said, when you keep my commandment and love one another, I am going to disclose myself to you, and my father and I will make our home in you. So what happened when we kept his commandment? What happened when we kept his law? We opened up a channel through which he could reveal himself to us, and through which he could come and rest within us in a deeper, heavier way. So I want to encourage you in this generation of what is sometimes referred to as hyper grace that we're living in, where there's a gospel that's being preached that demands nothing, that's not the gospel of Jesus, because the gospel that Jesus preached was this, he that wants to be my disciple, let him pick up his cross, deny himself and follow me. For he that seeks to save his life will lose it. But he that loses his life for my sake will find it. Jesus said, a man, unless a man hates his own father, mother, brothers, sisters, he said he cannot be my disciple. A man has to reject everything and follow Jesus. So the true gospel is not a gospel that doesn't demand anything. The true gospel is, is that Yeshua has died on the cross that the love of God and the grace of God has been extended to the whole world. And all we have to do is recognize that it's the pearl of great price. Go and sell everything that we have to obtain it and follow him. Okay, and so the point is, is that we're finding here in the Psalm 103 that the Lord's compassion and loving kindness is revealed to those who what? Who keep his covenant. Let's listen to it again. David is speaking there. He says in verse number 17, But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting to those who fear Him. And then in verse 18, To those who keep His covenant and remember His precepts to do them. And so don't fall for a gospel that demands nothing. If you want to realize the blessings of Hashem in your life, you've got to take His precepts and put them into practice. We've got to do what Yeshua said. And we've got to study the Hebrew Bible too and derive from it the principles that Hashem wants to apply to our lives from it. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 13, every scribe, and a scribe was someone that made copies of the Torah, they knew the Hebrew Bible. Yeshua said every scribe, everybody that knows the Hebrew Bible and becomes a disciple of mine will be like the one that owns a mansion and is able to bring out of that mansion treasures old and new. 
In other words, there's treasures in the Hebrew Bible that when we apply them to our lives, it brings us into a deeper walk with Hashem. And what happens when we apply the commandments of Jesus and the principles from the Torah, from the Old Testament to our life today? The loving kindness of the Lord is imparted into our life. Let's look again. But the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him, verse 18, to those who keep His covenant and remember His precepts to do them. Verse 19, the Lord has established His throne in the heavens and His sovereignty rules over all. I want you to think for a second as we get ready to close here today about this concept that the Lord not only rules in the heavens, but David said He rules over all. The Lord is ruling over the earth. That's why history is actually His story. God is here. It sometimes appears that He's not here because He's not fully manifesting Himself. But believe me, He is closer to you than you could ever imagine, and He's ruling through and over everything. Continuing on, David says, verse 20, Bless the Lord, you His angels, mighty in strength, who perform His word, obeying the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, all you His host, you serve Him doing His will. Bless the Lord, all the works of His, in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Father loves you. He is so involved in your life that when you one day see the full picture, you are going to be absolutely blown away. Some of us remember that old poem, Footprints in the Sand. How there was a man that uh, he was walking with Jesus in his life and he, he one day passed away. And uh, as he passed away, he was with Jesus and he looked down at his life and he saw that generally in his life there was two sets of footprints. One were his set of footprints and the other one was Jesus' set of footprints. But at some portions of his life, he realized as he looked down there was only one set of footprints. And he said to Jesus, he said to God, well, why during certain parts of my life were you not with me? Why in certain parts of my life is there only one set of footprints? Yeshua said, the one set of footprints, those are mine. Those were the difficult times in your life where you weren't even walking. I was completely carrying you. And so when we realize how close God is, how much he loves us, how involved He is, all the good things that He's done for us, the way He's forgiven us, the way He brings healing to us, the destiny that we have with Him in heaven. Beloved, when we realize His loving kindness, there's only going to be one proper response that makes any sense at all, and that is to enter in to the heart that David showed, which said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, Bless His holy name. I want to challenge you and I with this word. Let's walk with the spirit of thankfulness and gratitude our entire whole life. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. I'm reading from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is in the Lord. A true barometer for how much you and I really trust the Lord is seen in how we handle our finances. If we really trust the Lord, we're going to honor Him with our wealth. Beloved, I want to encourage you, let's be faithful to the Lord with our hearts 
and show it by how we honor him with our finances. I know this, the Lord promised in the book of Malachi, when we honor him with the first of our finances, he opens the windows of heaven for us. He responds. I want to encourage you today, if the Lord is feeding you through this ministry, if you sense his love for you through this ministry, would you honor him with your finances through this ministry? Jesus said it will come back to you, pressed down, good measure, and running over into your lap. Thank you and God bless you. Shalom. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Give by credit card at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Yisa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue, as beloved child, to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony.
At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the Word, to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the world. Today's episode concludes the series, Psalm 103, Season 2. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.